Oh, hey there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Well, it's been a little bit of a windy one out there today. Gotta be careful, don't do any flying magic. It's just a little too dangerous if you ask me. But, hey. Oh, man. I hope you've all been having a good time. It's been uh, pretty crazy out there. But, why don't you go over and sit down with Wingover? I'm sure he has plenty to tell you. Hello, travelers. How are you doing? It is me, Wingover Gimbal, famous gnome bard. Of course, you already know that, but I just like saying it. It's kind of my thing. How you been, travelers? That's good, that's good. I've been great. Oh, it's been so nice. I got to go to the beach yesterday. Uh, not the crummy harbor that smells like dead fish and has those weird rainbow-colored starfish. No, uh, it, it's like a beach a little further down, a little closer to Baldur's Gate. Went there on a little bit of a date. It was nice, yeah. Uh, didn't work out, no, unfortunately. Oh, very different people. But just, you know, going out to that kind of thing. Oh, it was refreshing. It made me feel like a little, live a little, you know? So be sure to do that, travelers. Get out, like... Go out to somewhere lovely, go to a park, go for a walk, just, you know, break up that day-to-day -day of going home from work and doing your thing, you know, add some little bit of spice to your life and you'll feel so much better for it. Ah, let's see, we got a little bit of fan mail before I introduce our lovely friend from BattleBards, so why don't we go ahead and give that a, a look-see? Alright, this one is from... Born unto death from the United States of America. Oh, five stars. It's like an audio movie. I've been listening to these guys for about a year now, and I'm finally getting around to writing this. Oh, thank you. This pod is amazing, and I am excited for each episode to come out on Mondays. I started way back, right from the start. It was like listening to a movie. They got sound effects, music, effects on voices. It's really good. I listen to a lot of D&D and Starfinder pods, and this is for sure one of my favorites. The party is pretty believable, though they are weird, and the dynamic is something that really draws me in because they feel like they're actually people. I like that MZ is a professional hunter, Kelsar is trying to have a heart and be a hero, Borodon is trying to make sure they don't die, and Ronnie just keeps things light and happy even if the others get mad at him. If you want a pod that gives you good movie feeling and has some cool smaller episodes between, and a lot of different guests like Dorum and Detective Bill, then listen to this show! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. It's good. Trust me. L-O-L. I wonder what that means. But thank you, Born Unto Death. Hopefully your undead curse only lasts so long, but I'm sure it'll work out. So, travelers, we have another lovely guest here from Battle Bards. Uh, this one here, what did you say your name was? Neville. Neville, now, what? I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, what are you? I'm an awakened mole. Oh. I thought maybe you were a shapeshifter or a druid or something. Nope. Bard life all the way, baby. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um. Alright, so why don't you give us your spiel? 
you should come on down to BattleBirds.com. Find some real good music. I made some of it, you know, Neville the Mole. Just search that up. You'll find me. I like to play the little bongos, but they sound kind of weird. Uh, okay. So just head on over to BattleParts.com and use Ballad 7 Dice for the promo for 15% off your subscription. Then you can get all sorts of neat, fun stuff. You know, us moles like to do that kind of thing. It's just, it's real good for us because we often forget to go get sound effects and music. And then when it's just right there, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice hub. Was that good, Wingover? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Thanks, Nev. You're just so cute. I just want to, I just want to feed you things. What, what is it you eat? I like worms. Do you have any worms? Oh, I'm sure Michael can find some one second. Michael! Yeah? Go get worms! What? Go get worms! Oh, oh alright. Yeah, he should get you some worms soon. It'll be good. We have a garden in the back. Ah, well, yes, travelers, thanks for popping on by for this tale. Today we have. Ooh, it's gonna be a good one. We're in. The Road to Nesme, Part 4. Ooh, things are getting spicy. Our heroes are now chilling at Nesme. Things are getting a little intense. Like, everything's reaching a pinnacle this episode. I think you're gonna... You're really going to enjoy it. So why don't I just go ahead and pop in these character introductions so you can just go ahead and listen. Alright, travelers. I present to you... The Road to Nesme. Part four. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Previously, on the Battle of the Seven Dice, our four heroes had just come from Randall's house, a large talking squirrel, and managed to just make it to Nesme, because while they were riding, the Black Cloud of Oblivion, who was once Noir, descended upon them. This inky black cloud was just about to swallow them up, when suddenly Kelsar's arm started to glow, and he had a vision where he thought he saw his parents. After blasting this ray from his arm, the creature shrieked and took off, and they managed to just make it inside Nesme. After dismounting the horses, they thought they heard the sound of the dwarven funeral song from Borodon's world. 
traveling further into the town, you see a funeral where you saw Borodon's sister Yolanda there, looking much older, looking essentially the equivalent to a human in their late 60s. And you saw a young elven woman, a large albino boar, and you also see Dan Bright and Chenille, and just a number of other townsfolk watching this pyre. And we begin. So they haven't noticed you yet. You guys kind of came up while everybody's distracted. This music's playing. This pyre is burning. And just everyone is kind of standing there now. So have I recognized my sister? Yes, but she looks a lot older. Okay, so I'll be, like, careful. And I'll circle her just to see if she's, like, actually my sister or... I don't know. It's just, like... A very awkward, stupid coincidence. As you start to circle around, just to get a better look at her face, her eye just catches your movement, and she turns, and this shocked look of recognition crosses her face, and you know at that moment, looking at her, seeing the golden arms, that that's your sister Yolanda. Oridon, it can't be. Well, it, it seems it can Yolanda, you, you look so old. You died. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it seems like mine is way worse than yours now that you're putting it that way. Um, yes, I, I'm, I'm alive. But, but how? I watched you be beheaded just when Dorum attacked. So I show her my, like, my arm with the parasite. Oh, no. Yes. Not you two. What? Why two? Why are you saying that? You see, she has tears welling up in her eyes. It seemed like she was trying to stay strong while she was here, and now it seems like it's too much. I'm... I'm sorry, Borodon. But... Our father is dead. He, he was. I, I, I know. When we left. I mean, he was dead way, like, way before, right? Whatever happened to you must have happened to him as well. He was here for so long, Ordon. He was trying to find me. And something got to him first. But, but Yolanda, what the hell are you saying? I mean, was he infected with a parasite as well? Yes. So he died once, and then he left our, like, plane, and then he came here or something? Yes, he's been fighting against Dorum ever since. This is Dan and Chenille. They uh, they worked with your father. They traveled with him. Chenille? Isn't Chenille? And then I, I wave... Um, I think it's Kelsar's friend, right? Yeah. I, and then I wave to Kelsar. Kelsar, come over here, please. Kelsar? Wait, what the... What? No, wait. I, I knew Dan was here, but... Chenille? Wait... Wait, what are you doing here? Kelso, we, we tracked down one of the generals to this area. We were we were hot on their trail, but <sighs> uh, no uh, first first of all, I, I mean I'm I'm really glad to see you, um but I am too. 
Why are you here? I've been traveling with Dan. Uh, I've been sent as sort of the part of the expedition to come help you and try to fight against Dorm and whatever it is she's summoning to aid the Agditha. Like, th- this can't be just a, a huge coincidence, right? You're traveling with my sister. No, this absolutely cannot be. Right? My sister that, like, she just laughed through a portal. I don't know how many years ago. Bored on that. That was a long time ago for me. I... When I went through the portal, I met Amelia, and she sort of uh, motions towards the elven woman who... She gives you that, like, polite nod where she knows it's a really bad situation, you know, but nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I wave to her back, yeah. Just, like, nod to her. We both came through a portal at the same time. Uh, her father, um, Ronnie O'Connell, was murdered. And oh, right when you no. were murdered... This can't be... This can't be... Not Ronnie... No, seriously. This can't be a coincidence. This is way too far. Ronnie, you hear your name. You always know when someone says your name. <laughs> I think someone wanted us here. All of us together. It doesn't It doesn't make any sense. Like, it simply doesn't. What would they gain to have, like, both us and our families or, you know, people close to us to be together? Take us all out at once. Well, it is bit... <laughs> that's even a worse idea. Right? If they, if they took us all out at once, there'd be nothing to stop them, right? Together, we're stronger, not weaker. It's way easier for them to just take us, like, one by one. Yolanda looks at you seriously. Bordon, what's chasing you? What's not? We haven't had a single night's rest in the entire time we've been here. We just got chased by Oblivion. What's Oblivion? Oh, by the way, Kelser, that's my sister Yolanda. Oh. Oh. Nice, nice, to, meet nice to meet you. My little sister. <laughs> I've heard a lot of things about you, but uh, no, they're all good. They're oh, all good. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's finally great to meet you. Um, I'm sorry about your father. Uh, thank you. Uh, he, he was slain by a, a construct of some kind. Uh, what was it called, Dan? An inevitable. It came here looking for a dwarf with golden arms, and uh, it killed your father. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense because, I mean, if he was, like, I don't know, trying to kill me, why would he go after my father? I mean, of course, it's a construct. Do you and your father look alike? Yeah. Well, technically, I guess. And you've been messing with time. I know. But st- I mean, messing with time is a little bit of a like an understatement, I guess. Hey, we all felt it. A little bit of an understatement. <clears throat> okay, well, how strong is this construct? Well, we killed it. Okay, good. But it always comes back. What do you mean, it always comes back? That's the problem with Inevitable. They live by their name. A newer version's gonna keep being sent. Every time we kill it, another stronger, improved version will keep coming. So is there any way to... I know the name is a bit of a... kind of seals the deal, but... <laughs> is there a way to stop it? Like, there has to be a way to stop it. You, The only way is to trap it. You have to trap it and make sure it can't get out of that trap. Wait, can't we just, like, dismember it? 
and you'll probably destroy it in the process. Well, I mean, can't... That, that's insane. Can we put some time magic in a cube and then put that guy in, like, a stasis? Do you really want me to do that? Well, I don't know what's the worst that happens. We get him to come back? When Ronnie starts talking, Amelia turns. And she looks at Ronnie. And at first it's shock. And then it just seems to get worse. And she goes, Dad. You? <laughs> why are you here? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Just pat Ronnie on the back really hard. <laughs> Just laughing. Everyone else was coming, and I felt kind of left out if I didn't come too. No. Why are you the Ronnie O'Connell that's here? Why isn't it <laughs> one of the hundreds that are far better? Why are you here? Why were you chosen? Hundreds? Uh. Oh my god. No. No, 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 no. Yolanda, we have, we have to go. Yolanda's like... Amelia, if this was the Ronnie that was chosen, that there's nothing we can do. And then Amelia just shrieks, This is not the Ronnie that was chosen. This can't be the one. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you guys saying, like, chosen? Like, multiple? You guys are really pitching something like multiple dim- like dimensions to us? Is that what you guys are saying? Is that, like, multiple realities? Bordon, I don't know if... Maybe you've heard someone call him this, but Ronnie is what's known as a disruptor. Um, uh, sort of an, an error in the multiverse. I, I know. I know. Uh, uh, so the multiverse actually understands that. Okay, I thought it was just me. Something happened where something traumatic happened to him, and he split into hundreds of versions of himself and oh no they were systematically slaughtered uh, by Dorum and her group so it's not that bad then huh yeah that's my fan club you're talking about (laughs) 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 yeah and Amelia is staring daggers at Bordon she said not all of them were like him for instance the one I had high hopes that was showing here was a successful doctor. He knew what this shit was. He worked on the Nostradamus for years. He had so many plans of what we could do. Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. So, because I know that Ronnie's basically pure chaos, like on legs. So you're saying that if, like, Ronnie, just the, the one Ronnie was, like, way stronger than this guy over here? I mean, because he's, I mean, as much as it actually hurts me to say that, he's very strong. He is the one true Ronnie. Yeah, (laughs) one true Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so, it was just one Ronnie that, like, it just shattered around multiple universes? Or is it just, like, one universe and, like, multiple Ronnies throughout time? One, One universe, he was on numerous worlds... Yolanda kind of like motions for Amelia to go sit down and she just looks devastated and (laughs) after seeing her father Yolanda turns back there were there are many versions of him and Dorum hunted through to take them out because the disruptor 
has certain abilities to cause issues with the creatures of the Far Realm. They... Things just don't work around him. But she killed them. We thought all of them. We were looking for the last one. We had an item that was helping us locate him, and uh, we thought we were meeting up with the scientist, Ronnie O'Connell. Uh, he's the famous scientist that discovered so many different ways to combat these creatures. But So we're stuck with that one. The lounge singer. And she looks towards you, Ronnie. She's like, I don't, I don't mean any offense, of course. It's just... Well, oh, he doesn't care. Your other version of you just... Yeah, was way better. <laughs> He's too self-absorbed. Yeah, like, you won't even know. Bordine, I've never seen you like this before. You're always so calm and level-headed. Uh, like, yeah. When I was sitting almost on the throne, I was super, I don't know, like, spoiled. Now I'm actually having to deal with a bunch of crazy stuff. So, yes, I, I am, you know, stressed. I, I don't know what to do. I'm basically just like, a, I don't know, like an avatar of order. And I'm having, and I have like literally pure chaos, like walking with me like every time. So I have basically to take care of like that guy. Unless, you know, like before he does something crazy and kill us all. MZ already died once. Wait, do you all have the symbols? Yes. Yeah, we, we do. Oh. Our father was slain thrice, and Chenil had to um, put him down before he turned into one of those things. Chenil. She looks pretty troubled by it, like it, she had to murder her friend to stop him from becoming a monster. Yeah, so that, that I mean, wow. That, that's insane. I, I, actually, since you're telling me that, I actually saw our father. But our father, uh, he had like a different parasite. I, I saw him in one of my visions. It's possible. I don't know a lot about these parasites. We spent most of our time in Sigil, where we were trying to locate uh, the disruptor who knew what was going on. I just feel like there are so many scattered pieces, you know. Yeah, there's so many of them. Oh, believe me. We've been... Dorm's been hunting us for years. And I don't know. She wants us for some reason. All of us planewalkers. It's been messaged throughout numerous worlds that Dorm Highfire hunts planewalkers. And so many of us have been on the run. She won't get to you guys. She's been close we were hiding on a boat in Sanctuary. Yeah, but you know what's different? We're here now. Have you fought her? Have you seen what she could do? I fought her, her partner, Matthews. Like, we, we have seen what Matthews can do, right? Yeah, you guys have watched him rip you all apart and summon the beast and destroy Giltzbar. Yeah. Once I get stronger, once I can control this power, I will kill him. Like, let, let's face it. Alright, it's not that we can't. First of all, we don't know how to do that. But that's just like the start. Mm -hmm. Second, we're, we're actually here to prevent cataclysm, right? We're here to prevent the end of the wor world. I know that both uh, Matthews and Dorm, both of them deserve death. If death like can actually come for them. 
but we need to focus on our mission, right? We really have to. What is your mission? I suppose so. Yeah, we need to prevent, like, cataclysm, prevent, um, I think, I think it's an old god, because is that what it is? Uh, you all don't know, you saw it, but it's hard to even explain what you saw, it was just terrifying and powerful. Okay, so it was like a a very powerful creature, akin to a god, you know, and we have to prevent, like, the cultists to um, summon this this creature and this creature is supposed to destroy like all worlds and all dimensions Dorm's mad she thinks that whatever she's doing is she's trying to save the world that's what she thinks and we're just trying to stay alive and trying to find some way to fight back against these monsters because we've just been on the run we The only reason we came here is because Amelia's device pointed us to here. And then I had to experience our father's funeral for a second time. Oh, so that's... that's Papa? She turns towards the fire, and you could see, like, the crackling in it, and, like, the flames are roaring. And you see there's, like, a, a golden color, like a light. It's kind of just sort of going off in little motes of light off of the fire. Mm-hmm. I don't think his soul will return to Mons Ragnum, but hopefully he'll find peace. I, I as as hard as it is to tell me, sorry to tell you that. I don't. I don't think his soul actually can be um, transcend probably won't be able to because as soon as we die three times I think our soul is just shattered what? but then how do you get rid of the parasite? does that mean you can You'll just when you die you're just gone? the parasite takes over she sort of takes a step back she looks really shocked and then she just suddenly throws up and Chenille goes and like she's rubbing her back and helping her and Dan steps forward. So I, I go there and hug my sister. Dan looks at the three of you. We should probably find an inn or something to stay at. There's a there's a few that are in town. Alright. Where do you propose? Well, there's the Sundered Shield. It's not too bad. A little rowdy sometimes, but uh, no one's gonna bother us there. Look at you guys. There's a tiefling. A gift Yankee. They're not going to touch you. Is it a place where we can talk by any chance? Yeah, it should be fine. MZ, while this is all going on, you're seeing everyone kind of have these familial moments and everything. What is it that you're doing exactly? I'm just watching the fire, I guess. And you're seeing in there, there's a, a dwarven form, and you're watching these golden motes of light come off the fire and it's the color is the same color as Bordon and MZ make me a perception check uh, 12 so you're looking in there you can't quite see the dwarven form looks like it's a little bit off it might be that it was because it was transforming or because it's starting to burn you can't quite tell it looks like he's wearing armor and uh, it just must be like a warrior's funeral pyre okay yeah I just you know, everyone's having their little moment, and I'll just watch the fire. 
And Ronnie, how about you? You've got uh, quite a reaction to someone seeing your famous mug. How's he doing? Uh, yeah, so uh, Ronnie understood almost none of that conversation, um, except that there's a lot more Ronnies, and that maybe he can get one of these guys to cover for him for a bit. Uh, well, he goes and finds like a better use of his time than wandering around. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna make that I'm gonna make that my mission going forward. Love it. <laughs> and you see Amelia sitting off to the side. Does he feel any inclination to go over there? What does he do while this is all going on? I imagine a lot of this talk's just going over your head. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Like I said, almost none of it. So, uh, what an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, he's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what he was going to do. Okay, maybe he's just standing there awkward like a, <laughs> a kid during a presentation. It's just... Well, he's he's thinking about plans on how to get this guy. So, yeah, it's a lot of standing still and keeping all those muscles uh, <laughs> real rigid so he can keep his brain muscle working overtime. <laughs> all right. He has to shut off all of his bodily functions just to think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the fire continues for just a short little while, and then it's put out, and uh, one of the clerics that was in the area, he, you see him talking with Yolanda, and Yolanda comes back. They'll bring me the ashes at the tavern tomorrow. They'll be uh, taking care of this. Let's, let's go over to the tavern, though. Uh, try to get something to eat. I don't know. I could use a drink. L- let, me, let me just say goodbye. To board in. I could probably use a doctor. Oh yeah, your arm's messed up. I think I, I healed, uh, healed him. You did, but my arm is still fucked. It still hurts. Oh, okay. It's like, it's sore. It's not broken or anything. Like, there's no oh, okay. wounds. It's just, it, you know, it's it's like you threw it, uh, you threw a really hard swing and it kind of pulled your arm out. Like, it's just, it's sore. It sucks. Like, because I did, like, Infinity Gauntlet snap shit, so... Yeah, you blasted this white beam of light at Oblivion, and it scared her off. So you go up to the smoldering embers. Uh, There's still a little bit of fire going. Yeah, so what I do is... um, Can I prevent, like, fire damage? Because what I was going to do is I I was going to stick my hand, you know, into the fire and touch my father's chest. And, um... And, like, do a prayer. Not, like, just say a small prayer. Like, try my best to to have my father's soul, you know, to be, like, released from that. If possible, because I, I don't think it is. But I would do my best, you know, to have my father's soul to be released from that mortal shell. If you're going to touch his chest, it will be... Uh a small amount of damage, but it'll be like a d4. Okay. Roll me a religion check. Okay, so I got an 8 because I'm a fucking idiot. So you put your hand down on his chest, and it hurts. You take 2 points of damage. You're trying to concentrate, and there's there's so much flooding through your mind. You see this, basically this uh, smoldering remains of your father. You have to see for the second time your father's died, and there's still a lot of emotion that's going through you. You just ran to your sister again. As your hand is sitting on his chest and you feel this burn at your palm of your hand, you reach out to your god and you, you plead for his soul, just even a fragment of it to move on, and you don't feel anything. 
No. No. No, it, it can't be. I think... Think in the end of the day, I... I sort of knew that that would happen, but... I didn't want it to be true. You look down at his his body, and you see his armor. It looks like it was just sort of ceremonial. They must have got it purchased recently. Maybe when he died, just like to put on him. And uh, a lot of it's melted away, but you see there's a belt. And it looks like it's not been damaged at all by the fire. And this belt, you actually recognize it. When you were a kid, you always saw your father wear it. And you would ask him about it, and he would tell you how this belt was passed down in your family. And you see there's these jewels laid into it. The buckle at the front is completely made out of gold. And it's like this thick, tough leather. And it looks old, but it looks still really beautiful. So, is is Yolanda close? No, she's sort of off to the side. She's, it looks like she's talking with people. Ah. But it looks like you could take this belt off if you wanted to. I know. It's just a tough decision of taking, like, the belt as a memento. So, yeah, that that's... I mean, I know that I shouldn't be, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know, stealing from the dead. I don't think it'd be stealing. It's your father, right? So... Yeah, it's her father. It was meant to be given to you anyways. I know. I'll just take that as a memento. You slip the belt off his body and you hold it and you feel magic coursing through this belt. There's some old magic that's in this thing. Hmm. And you see as it adjusts its size that it would fit your waist a lot better. Interesting. So I put on the belt. So you put on this belt and you feel this energy flow through you. This confidence enters your body. You feel just for a moment you feel a hand on your shoulder and it's kind of like when you were the day that you were sent off to go to be with the clerics to go learn from them and your father saw you off and he put his hand on your shoulder and kind of squeezed it giving you that reassuring everything's going to be all right and you feel that again just for a moment and then it passes and you look down and this belt has it fits snug and it's comfortable and you feel inside of you just this this power flowing and while you're wearing this belt your constitution increases by two lucky you have advantage on charisma checks persuasion in particular made against any dwarf i mean it cost your dad's life but still you know i see <laughs> that's pretty sweet i know i know i see this as an absolute win <laughs> now give me my taco. What do I get if I get rid of my daughter? <laughs> oh, She's a powerful wizard. Fifteen years in jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's my death sentence. Uh, I got another guy who can take it for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have advantage on saving throws against poison, and you take half damage whenever you're taking poison damage. Yeah, absolute win. Yeah, and you're, you guys see as Bordon turns around, he looks like he has a little more color to his face. You actually see his beard has become 
groomed and it comes down in like this this elegant braid with like this golden ring near the the end of it wow and he just looks almost regal as he walks back towards you guys Orden, I got I got to say you look very handsome right now thank you Gelser. like very handsome oh I like <laughs> oh I I I'm a little bit flustered. Oh. Yolanda looks down and says, Ordon, that belt. I didn't think it was here. Well, it was. And uh, I've actually felt like our father, like touching my, my shoulder. You know, when I left for the monastery? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That was such like a, a touching moment. And I felt it like again, just like he was reassuring me that everything's going to be all right. It was just for a moment. Maybe it was, I don't know, something inside my head, but I actually felt that. Maybe there's a part of him that's in that belt. It's been passed down for so long in our family. Yes. Maybe there's something to it. That's true. really hope everything will be okay with his soul. Me too. I'm so tired. Let's go get a drink. I think we deserve it. Oh, yes. So you guys march through. This crowd's already sort of dissipated. A lot of people seem to come just to check out what's going on, because they've never heard this music before. And uh, it didn't seem like anybody really in the crowd had known him. You guys make your way. You're snaking through this city. And you go over to more of the northern wall. And it's a little bit closer to the river there. You guys find this tavern, and it's right near the wall. There's a large open space near it. This tavern looks a little weather-worn. It looks a little patched up here and there, but it looks okay. It doesn't look great, but it'll do. So you guys open up the door, and Dan leads you all in, and there's a few look-to-be soldiers. They look exhausted, wounded. One of them has a bandage wrapped around his head. And they're just sitting there with a few drinks, talking, and there is a very old man behind the bar, and he's cleaning a mug. And he looks up. Ah, Dan, I see you're back. Looks like you brought some friends. Sorry about your friend there, Boridan. He was a good man. Yes. I mean, I, I, I know he wasn't actually directly talking to me, but then I just, you know... I just say, like under my breath, I just say yes. It was the best. He squints at Bordon. You look a lot like him. Yes, he was my father. Oh, I'm sorry, son. That's hard. Hey, I'll get the first drinks on me. Why don't you sit on down? I like I like that. It just reminded me of like of the show Avatar where he's just like, yeah, my girlfriend turned to the moon. And he's just like, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, sorry, bud. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Ever tell you ever tell you guys about the time I was sitting outside a party with some girl and then she gets some call and she starts turns to me and starts crying, someone just lit my car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what the fuck to say. I'm not you I don't know what to deal with. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just doing You're like, well, that's something about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's the classic Manitoban response, though. Like, something bad happens, we all go, oof. <laughs> oof. <laughs> yeah, it's oof. oof. We have nothing else to really say. We go, oof. 
That's rough, bud. Right? <laughs> rough Tough luck, eh? <laughs> Tough luck, baby. So, uh, he fills up a few tankards and, you know, sets them down. You guys have a couple tables that he moves together. He's got a fairly large group now. Just one thing, before I sit down, I go to the soldiers and, uh, and I ask them if they want me to tend to their wounds. Even though, like, I'm tired, I still, I, I feel like that, I don't know, like, I still need to do that. I could help, too. Thank you, Kelsar. Uh, what do you mean, tend to our wounds? We got some bandages. I don't know. Like, we've been dealing with these giant attacks lately. Giant attacks? I can actually heal you guys. What? Really? Yes. I mean, if you can, we <laughs> none of us will be angry about that. I could, uh, I could help too. Sure. I just look at the bartender, and I put a gold coin on the table, and I just say, food. <laughs> you got it. Now. He slips the gold coin towards him, and uh, he shouts something into the back, and you can hear someone back there cooking. And uh, so he says, like, eight orders of this, and the person starts up in the back. It will be out shortly. So do you want me to roll, like, the how much... I'm going to heal, or...? We'll just say you use two spells, and, uh, Kelsar, you use five hit points. So two level one spells and five hit points off of your lay of hands, and you heal up these three people. And they're just looking amazing. Thank you so much! Oh. Oh no. Thank you for defending this city. You can believe that we'll defend this city to the end. You won't have to fight it alone. We're all in this together. Yes. Ever since Arkham suddenly appeared, it's just been one thing after another. It's funny, I actually don't know when Arkham was there. It just kind of was there. I don't actually remember when Arkham wasn't there, but it it wasn't always there. Huh. What, what do you mean? Oh, I can, Ooh, can ominous. listen to you the can storm. Hear it? Yeah. You can hear it too. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's gonna be <laughs> real fun to edit out. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I, you can use it as background noise. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, say that combined <laughs> with the birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna hear we say, oh, and it's raining outside. <laughs> and also there's birds. It yeah. Makes total and sense. The yeah. innkeeper has a few the, birds the, sitting in the a birds, cage. The birds are on uh, the windowsill, so they don't get so they don't get rained on or something. Yeah. They're just chilling inside. <laughs> yeah, and he's fine with it, because he's a good guy. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, of course. He just gave us free drinks. Yeah, so it's raining outside right now, in-game. And out. <laughs> That's the immersion. That's what this is. Ronnie, you sit down, and uh, you see, like, uh, people are starting to look like in better moods. Bordon and Kelsar went and healed some soldiers. MZ went to order you some food. You got a drink in front of you. Finally. And... You're sitting across from Amelia, and she's drinking from this tankard, and she looks over at you. So what's the last stuff you remember, Dad? Uh, what happened last? I met a squirrel, uh, and then we came here. You met a squirrel? Yeah. He didn't want to come along, uh, but other than that, he seemed all right. Hey, uh, about those other Ronnies you were talking about. Yeah. If I wanted to find one of them, where should I start looking? 
they're dead, as far as I know. There might be a couple out there, but if anything, they'll be in hiding. They'd be on different worlds, though. I imagine she killed the one that was here. So, like, maybe a portal. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it looks like you're the Ronnie we're looking for. Fortunately. I want to use charm person on her. <laughs> oh, no. On your daughter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought you couldn't fall, like, more, you know? So, this is your father-daughter moment. <laughs> he can't so, get along with his daughter, so he charms her with magic. Uh, what's the DC? Oh, that's a good question. You know, like, when, when the father is just, like, absent? Yeah, he, just, like, he tries to bring her, like, a present. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be similar to what Bronny's doing right now. Okay, that's less horrible. He just can't parent, so he's like, well, I got magic, so that's kind of like parenting. <laughs> and she knows when, after an hour that it runs out, she knows she's been charmed. She's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, my sweet Christ. I don't see where it says what... It's fine, it's I rolled a one. Oh, sweet. Fuck yeah. Alright. So, what do you do? What... Uh, this is not the this is not the Ronnie you're looking for. You want one of the other Ronnies. Are you sure? Because my watch led me to you. Uh, yeah, but see this 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 thing I this mark I have in my hand. Yeah. Uh, this was actually because I got really drunk, and I got a tattoo. Uh, it was a real bad idea, uh, but I saw that the other guys had it. Uh, and I didn't want to feel left out, so I went and got one, too. Make me a deception with advantage. 23. Like, sometimes I feel bad about what I, I say what I say about Roni, but to be honest, like, he deserves everything that I say. <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself out of responsibility. She deserves a lot more. <laughs> well, she goes like, oh, so that's not even a real symbol on your hand. You don't even have any of those powers. Yeah, but don't tell the other guys. Oh. I get free drinks when I follow them around sometimes. It's embarrassing. Okay. That's kind of sad. Just one thing. I just told her. You you are not paying attention, Bordon. No, I know. I know. No, 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 no. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm saying, like, prior to, like, what you're doing right now, which is clearly despicable. <laughs> it's um, real gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, I told her that he was the real Roni, he had powers, he was one of the strongest. So everything that I told her, like he just, I don't know, wipes from her memory and just believes him, is that how it goes? When Charm Person happens? When Charm Person happens, it makes it seem like he's like her best friend, right? Like a really good friend. And so what he's saying is like, oh, this is actually tattooed. So what she'll just think is that he has powerful magic, but he doesn't have the the symbol's abilities, you know? Okay, sure. It's not going to last forever. She's going to catch wind of it. Well, in an hour, she's about to get real mad. So. Yes. Uh, I think what you're missing here is that in an hour, she's going to know she's charmed. But she won't yeah. know specifically that everything I told her during this is a lie. 
Yeah, exactly. She'll just be really mad that Ronnie charmed her. Yeah. She's like, do you want anything to eat, Dad? I was gonna maybe go grab something. I already got food. Huh? Oh, perfect. Thank you, MZ. MZ saw that and he <laughs> didn't say anything. He's real hungry. Like, like MZ's oh, okay. just tired of everything. Oh man, I'm starving too. Thanks. Real complacent as well. Sometimes it's easier to just not get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. So the yeah. food comes out and Bordon and Kelsar, you join the table once more. Oh yeah, I've been waiting all day for this. I do still want to ask her if she knows where someone who would know where a portal, like, any more information on those other Ronnies is. Well, you're all eating, and she goes, well, we were in Waterdeep. There's a mage there, Elminster, um, something like that. I don't know. He, uh, he talked to us a bit. He said that it's possible that the best place to go was Sigil, and that's where we came from. But he was saying that essentially you go to Sigil and you could look through a number of the portals there and try to find one. That would be our best bet. Uh, there's also another mage, supposedly in Sanctuary, the Purple Mage, that somebody told us to go talk to. And uh, that was about it that we've uh, figured out. We we haven't been in Faerun for very long, maybe a month or so. Mm. Just one question. Where was, like, where, where was Yolanda? She was just sitting there, like, talking to Dan and Chenille, like, comforting Chenille, because Chenille had to murder her father, and she was also friends with him. Okay. She generally thinks that Amelia could take care of herself. Normally she could, because she's a very competent wizard, but the dice were fickle. I'm kind of, uh, while I'm eating, I'm kind of giving, like, par- like slightly paranoid glances at Dan. Like, just, like, just a little bit shift. Let's see if he notice. Is everything all right, Kelsar? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're, we're good, we're good. How's that stone uh, over your head? Is it treating you all right? Is it working? Do you feel a little more in control? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, uh, about that. Um, it gets pretty tough sometimes. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, having a powerful god inside you, you know, it's kind of a constant battle, so... I can imagine. Yeah, I'm, uh... You know, just, uh... Just... Trying to... Try to keep it together, I guess. <laughs> you know, we... We kind of had an idea. The full thing wasn't really explained to us. We had an idea of what the responsibility was going to be for you, and I guess because it just never really was happening, we... Didn't really sink into all this. And God, Kelsar, I'm sorry that you have to do this. That you have to have all this shoved on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, you you are. Yeah, okay, all right, but, but. okay, okay. Yeah, and he just takes like a long draw from his drink. His dad was oh, he's smart. Ordon, uh, father. Oh yeah. He knew something about these creatures. He was here longer than us. Uh, I don't know how long he's been in Faerun for, but he was here for a while. He's been fighting these creatures and running from them for so long. And when we found him, he saved our ass when we were getting attacked by one of Dorum's generals, the Wraith. It's powerful. It can, it's always invisible and it can attack you. You can't hit it. We've been trying to research ways on fighting it. Not a lot of luck. Hmm. 
that's insane, like, everything that's happening. There's got to be a way to beat it, though. Like, it, he's not weak to magic or anything, not even holy magic? Nothing. We threw spells at it, uh, we tried to hire a few mages to help us out, and the wraith slaughtered them. We'll just be sitting there, let's say we're in this inn. Suddenly, you look over there, those soldiers will all just be ripped apart in seconds. We won't even see it coming. We gotta run. Shit. When, when you say it's like a construct, it means like it's it's a golem like of sorts, right? Oh, the wraith isn't like a construct. No, the the construct is the inevitable. That was. Kind oh, of sorry, sorry. Oh, I thought we were saying about like the, the inevitable. Okay. Do you ask about the inevitable? Because I imagine you're probably curious. Yeah. So that that's actually what I was thinking about. Um. Yeah. I mean, but he was talking about like the wraith. Well, yeah, that's just essentially what he has to say about it. He just looks troubled. What about Yegditha? Uh, well, Yegditha has been gathering people for centuries to, I guess, for this moment, to fight. Could Yeg, but can Yegditha's power be enough for this raid? Maybe. I mean, none of us have been able to really try it. I mean, we have our spells that are granted to us by Yegditha, but Yegditha himself has never tried. It might be possible. I wouldn't gamble on that, though. This thing's tough. It put me through the ringer a few times. I'm a lot stronger than I was before. Shneel looks over at you, Kelsar. Kelsar, when you... when you were killed, what happened after that? Nothing. I just saw nothing. Because there is nothing. There are no gods. What? There's one inside his head. Was that the table when he said that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Like, I, I, I have a god. Like, I, I, I talk. Not, like, not that I talk, but I can feel my god. My god grants me powers. In case you've forgotten, MZ, I was able to sh use fire out of my hands just until yesterday because, uh... Because of this spirit. And you saw what had happened to me when I was possessed by Yigdita. What, what is a god? It's just a powerful being. It's all it is. I grew up on a dead god. My home world. Is that a god? If it can die? Well, of course they can. I th like, as far as I know, all gods require followers, right? Otherwise they lose their power. That's what, that's what religion is for, to empower those gods. So I understand that. I don't know like what concept of God you're talking about, but I do know like my God exists. And all I know is when we die, that's it. There's nothing on the other side. He died and he's got a God. He didn't see anything. I died. I didn't see anything. There's nothing. But I wasn't done. You mean when you died? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? When you died, you didn't see anything? Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Maybe it was... I don't know, maybe our soul was just, I don't know, reverted back to your body. So, it's just like when you're sleeping, you know? Wait, what about truth? What about truth? I remember seeing truth multiple times before my death. Hmm. Huh. I can't remember very well when I died. And I was chosen. But 
I don't remember exactly the exchange of it. It was like all like a translucent, vivid dream. I couldn't even explain it. But then we ended up. We I came back and I I met up with you guys, and now we're here. Maybe maybe the Githyank is they don't have a soul, and uh, I don't know. I mean, like, when one of you falls in battle, what exactly happened? You guys, like, take, um, like, the dead bodies and make a, a ceremonial um, pyre or something like that? Or you just leave the bodies, you know, like, just leave them there, like, on the battlefield? No, we just leave them there. Someone's gonna trip. That's really irresponsible. Yeah, maybe that's, that's why. I don't know, maybe Githyankis actually need to, I don't know, they need a prayer or or something to actually leave the, like their corporal shell or something like that. I mean, I really don't know, of course, because <laughs> I'm a dwarven cleric that usually tends to dwarves. I mean, Borodon, we believe in gods, but his culture is completely different than, than ours. And it's not in our place to judge what their customs are or anything. Shh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying that he just like he just told that there there are no gods. Yeah, in his world. Well, in his world, sure. But he said that there are no gods at all. Right? Didn't specify in his world. And I'm just saying that that there is more than one god. You know, or powerful being, or I mean, sure. But there are strong beings that look after us after uh after i finish eating i sort of take a deep breath and then i go stand by the window almost like i'm taking watch and just see like who's walking past the tavern like you know make me a perception check just because of everything that has happened in the past i would say i am a little ptsd yeah. 13. MZ, you're looking out the window. The rain's falling down. There's a lot of people that are rushing to get inside, get away from the rain. These birds are near you, chirping. You look outside, and just in an alleyway, you catch the sight of something. Now, if this was another life if you were just back at home in your gift city you would have passed it off as nothing but you know that color of red you know that it was red robes you saw just for a second they flicked out and quickly went into an alley not too far from you oh kind of look at kelsar and Everyone, and I'll just say, do you guys have those crystals? Those anti-scrying stones? What crystals? Anti-scrying stones I gave you? Yes. Yeah. And then I just bolt out the tavern. I just take off. Wait, MZ, where are you going?
Wow, talk about family reunion. I'd say, hey there, travelers. Oh my goodness, everyone's there. The only ones they're missing is Emsie's fam. But, as you can see, Emsie is trying to keep it that way with those stones. I always wonder what a gift family reunion would be like. Are they all very indifferent? Or maybe they just don't like to tell people, but they're just super chummy. Like, they come meet up with the family and they'll be like, Oh, it's been so long. How's Martha and the kids? You know? Like, they're just the classics. And then maybe two of them run into each other and they find out both their mums are named Martha and then they become BFFs. Oh, I, be I bet that's the case. I like to think so. But, uh, travelers, thanks for coming by and, uh, hanging out with us and listening to this grand old tale. We really appreciate it. And... You know, if you want, you should pop on over to the old iTunes and leave one of them good reviews because when we see words from you, it just warms our hearts. You could even leave them on the Stitcher if you just want to use a web browser. That one doesn't require any apps. And, uh, we just really appreciated all of it. You know, you people have really been sticking with us for so long. It's been, it's been just wonderful. And if you want some more extra good Ballad of the Seven Days content, then hop on over to the Patreon. We have a lot of stuff going on there. I think we got three different one-shots already uploaded. We got lots of character journals that give you a good inside look on what these characters are thinking. You can even help contribute to the story with NPCs and asking for different minisodes and stuff. There's some really good stuff in there. Yeah. Right, travelers, well, I must be off. Gotta get the shopping done. But I bid you all adieu.